0: And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the Triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Alright, Angie, we're just gonna straight up steal an article from Realtor.com to discuss on the show this week. A lot of the times we'll we'll bring in a hodgepodge of resources to talk about, but no, we're just gonna rip this one just as it is off the internet. So uh, they published an article this week that talked about the seven habits of highly effective home buyers. I thought it'd be interesting to get your perspective on this and see, all right, why did these habits create successful real estate transactions? But also, you know, not all of us are going to embody these seven habits naturally. So then how do you as a real estate team help us overcome any shortcomings that we have as, as buyers so that we can be successful? So let's, let's dive through the list here. Uh, and here's the first one. Uh, an, an effective home buyer would be somebody who is persistent. Why is persistence such a big deal?
1: Yeah, I would say hmm, as far as being persistent, I would say, make sure that you're continuously active and and looking when you're out there searching for a home. At any point, a new home can pop up. So being persistent as far as just, you know, checking your searches, did something new come on the market? Um, You know, if you take time off, maybe the perfect home popped up and now it's gone. So I would say persistence to me is just Every day, just click on your home search that your agent sets you up on and see if anything new has came on the market
0: yeah, it's a great point. Or well, we saw this a lot in 2022, right, with people that maybe lost out on, you know, a dozen or two dozen homes with with the bidding frenzies. Those yeah. who were persistent eventually made it through, right?
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's another thing. So not only should you be actively looking, but you know, you might not win or, you know, get an accepted offer the very first go around, but eventually it will happen. So yes, be persistent, stay positive, um and in the end it all works out.
0: All right. Number two is that uh, effective home buyers keep their emotions in check. Why is that? Why why, why can't we fly off the handle, Angie? Come
1: on. (laughs) Right. Well, I think that encompasses a lot of things. You know, first of all, you know, buying a home, I know for many, it's very personal. There's a lot of emotions that go into it. It's your, a lot of people feel like it's their forever home, right? So um, try to have an open mind. Um, Maybe you have a whole list of, everything you would love to have in a home but it might not quite be realistic so again you know try to be realistic with your home search Um, i would say also as far as emotions go you also don't want to put all your emotion like on the table because that could also hurt your negotiation power so no matter i always tell people when we're looking through homes even though you should not be recorded as far as sound goes I say be careful. You know, you might absolutely love a home, but let's not shout out to the world just in case you are being listened in on, and hopefully again, you're not, that, oh my God, I love this home, I'll pay whatever. I must get this home because again, that hurts your negotiation power. So um, I think there's a lot of uh, keeping your emotions in check, whether it be like the frustration, the anxiety side of things, the excitement, just let's keep it in check. And we'll do our best to keep you on the right path.
0: We were, uh, when we were touring a home uh, a couple of months back, Angie, um, we were doing that exact same thing where we were walking through a home and we were talking about... Yes, how much we liked the home. It was kind of funny because we really liked the home. But then there were just like a couple of little things that we were really critical about. And I was being very vocal about how critical I was being. And then I just like subtly started noticing all the cameras that were up in the corners of the room and things like I that. Really? And got very creeped out. But then at the same time was like, but I, but I do like the house. So let me not totally shoot myself in the foot here. And so then I was, I was like very loudly like, you know what, though? The more that I look at this layout, I actually like what they did here. <laughs> <laughs> trying to cover it up, covering it up a little yeah. bit, you know. Like, yep. Actually, no. Look at that wall. The way they did that, that looks good. That looks, good. This is really neat. you know. No, like, I've,
1: uh, I've actually heard, of, and again, um, video surveillance surveillance is allowed, but they should not be listening in. Um, but we have actually heard of a seller who was super upset because a buyer was talking negatively about their home, and they, <laughs> I mean, and they brought it about, you, and it's like you, you know what you, you did that have on yourself. Anyways, yep. like that's kind of really illegal. So,
0: <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I have to imagine if somebody's got cameras up and they're watching that they're also listening. At least that yeah. would be yeah. I know. I assumption know. I would operate under. So uh, we were very careful through the next couple of homes that we'd gone through. It was just, I I was off my game for a minute, so I started letting loose a little bit. Then uh, it it, it reeled me back in when I saw him up in the corner. and was like, "Uh uh-oh, all right, let's let's be careful here. (laughs) So, yeah, just always, unfortunately, I think we live in a world where we have to say, just Always pretend somebody's watching when you're touring their home, just in case. Yeah, most so, definitely. Uh, not that you're going to go in there and do something nefarious, but, you know, just be aware of that deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So keep emotions in check. Very helpful for sure. Uh, another effective habit of a, a successful home buyer would be uh, being open minded and willing to move. And they detailed in the article, I believe, that willing to move meant like, you know, expanding your radius a little bit. Like, okay, we can't get in. Yeah you know downtown raleigh but what about Mm -hmm. north raleigh we considered that or if we go a little bit south or you know those kinds of things
1: yeah you know honestly i feel like we have this conversation with most because their ideal home um within their their budget it doesn't always exist and there there has to be some tweaks you know i think we all want everything um maybe we want that large walk-in closet we want hardwoods throughout the first floor we want you know whatever those items are we want to be in a specific location we want it all but at no no money, right? (laughs) Um, I mean, that would be wonderful. But a lot of times it just, it doesn't quite exist. So I feel like we do have that conversation with almost every client is, you know, be willing to move on some of your maybe must haves or wants, just little tweaks though, you know? And with us, it's not moving on your price. Your budget is your budget, but hey, you said you needed at minimum 2,000 square feet. What if we found the perfect home at 1,900 square foot that actually had an amazing floor plan? Or like you mentioned area, you know, I know you said you really wanted to be in this specific city? What if I found something right outside of it, you know, that actually has more acreage? Would you be open to that? So I definitely you need to be a little bit more open-minded, willing to make a move on your criteria, because what you want within the price point and all those very, you know, those specifics, it really might not exist. And so we will never be able to assist you if you're not open-minded
0: a great point yeah it's a good uh, good quality to have no doubt about it now here's another good one not afraid to ask questions ask away right you you want buyers who want to be informed and understand what's happening
1: oh most definitely um it's just like you know going, going to school, you know, it's okay, you don't want to ask a question every minute, but you is good to ask questions to make sure you are clearly understanding the process, you know, us as real estate professionals with a Realty, reality, we do our very best to explain the process before we even get out there and start looking at homes, we do like a buyer consultation, whether that be over the phone in person by zoom, but we want you to fully understand what the home buying process will look like and understand the steps along the way. We educate you on potential monies due before you even make it to the closing table. We describe what inspections would look like, the expectation and what the sellers are or are not you know, required to do. So we want you to truly understand the process. So do not be afraid to raise your hand, ask a question if you just need a little bit further explanation on the overall process. Um, Because the last thing that we want is any surprises or you feel like you just, out of the loop, you know, when it came to, you know, buying your first home or second home, whatever it might be. Yeah. So do not be afraid to ask questions.
0: All right. Another effective habit would be to see beyond how a home looks. What does that mean to you, Angie?
1: Yeah. You know, how it looks, we need to be thinking about the quality of the home as well, right? Um, how are the, I know we always talk about the bones of the home, um, but they're cosmetically and also the home decor can really make a home just look, You know one end of the spectrum versus the other it can either really hurt the home or it can just really make it look absolutely fabulous but let's try to picture the home and take everything out and then do we love the home just as much if that decorator hadn't decorated the home Um, and also just really look deep into the inspection report and look beyond the pretty stuff and hey, is there any major issues that have come up on the inspection report that are red flags might make this home not the perfect one for us.
0: Well, that's another great point, Angie, and uh, it was kind of interesting. I had to see this one play out in real life just earlier this week. My parents are looking to buy a home up in Maine, so I've been sending them properties, and Dad's been sending me stuff, and going back and forth, just talking about what they're looking for in a home, and you know, starting to see how the market's moving, and what's popping up, and all that kind of stuff. And I sent them this one home, and I was like, man... This home is awesome. I was like, but I don't know if he'll be able to see past all of the junk that's inside the home currently from the people that live there right now. And yeah, the carpet's look in really bad shape. But other than that, like, this looks like the perfect, you know, everything else that he's talked about being like exactly what he wants in a home, this checks every box. So I sent it to him to see kind of like what he'd say. And he wrote back and was like, this is perfect. This is exactly what we're looking for. And I was like, oh, good. He saw, he saw past how the home looked. Yeah, and, yeah. And, so
1: it could be the opposite, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, yeah it it's not always can just the pretty ways. part is
1: seeing past, like, hey, what the potential is.
0: Great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah it definitely goes both ways. So that's a, that was neat to just see it play out in real time this week. Uh, here's another one for you, Angie. Effective habits of home buyers. This list from Realtor.com. We're analyzing it on the show today. Um, a good buyer, an effective buyer will be able to have the ability to draw a firm line between wants and needs. Well, yeah. Why is that so important? And is that really yep. that difficult to do?
1: yes <laughs> and oh, okay. i actually i just you know kind of a little bit touched on that topic in one of the other you know habits we were speaking of um but yeah you need to be able to really draw a firm line between wants and needs because needs are our must-haves wants are that would be great you know but it's typically not a perfect world where you get everything you're not going to get that whole entire list of needs and the whole entire list of wants so let's focus on you know the items that are non negotiables. And then it's great when we can get some additional wants.
0: All right. That's a great point as well. Last but not least, Angie, flexible and available. This is listed as the uh, – this one sort of seems like overarching of all the different ones that we've mentioned.
1: Yeah, you know, and I would say that's especially when it was just the crazy, crazy 22 market, I mean, flexibility and availability was key, right? Because a home hit the market and you had to get out there that day. Um, And you also had to be available to write an offer that day. Um, So yes, being flexible and available to, you know, be available to go look at homes, but also throughout the contract to close process, you do need to be available because there's a lot of additional paperwork we need your signatures on. Um, We need to be uh, really available if you're getting financing and just getting documents over to the lender in a timely manner. Um, So yes, we need some, you know, understand that it's adding additional time to your plate that you would love to get back, but during that contract to close process and while you're buying a home, like we need, we give a lot as a real estate professional, but we do need your time as well.
0: You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole.